Hey guys, uh, welcome back to my podcast series. Um, today I want to talk a little bit about litter, and in particular, marine litter. And to get a little even more specific, um, we're going to talk about plastic pollution in the ocean. Um, you know, I'm sure at some point you have been to a beach, or you've been to the lake, or you've gone hiking, or just been driving down the road in your car, and you've seen litter. You've probably seen it more than once. Um, and the sad truth is that it is everywhere. A uh, letter can be found at every corner of the earth and has been found in some of the most remote places in the world that are miles and miles from civilization. Uh, for example, you know, it's been found in the icy waters of Antarctica, and it's been found floating in huge swaths out in the middle of the ocean basins. Um, back in 1997, uh, the U.S. Academy of Sciences estimated that the total input of marine litter into the ocean was approximately 6.4 million tons per year worldwide. And that was back in 97. So I'm going to imagine it hasn't gotten a whole lot better. Um, you know, our population has increased since then. Our productions have increased since then. So I'm going to go out on the limb here and just assume that it's probably more than that at this point, um, 11 years later. So uh, out of all of this litter, though, plastics are the main culprit. They comprise of nearly 70% of all marine litter. There was a study that was published um, in the Science Advances Journal last year in 2017, and it was the first ever global analysis of all the plastics ever produced, as well as the fate of those plastics. Now, the study concluded that of the 8.3 billion, yes, billion with the B, metric tons of plastics that have ever been produced, about 12% has been incinerated and about 9% has been recycled. So that means that of that 8.3 billion metric tons, about 6.3 billion has been, um, has become plastic waste. Um, so, you know, now you might be asking, well, why is that such a big deal? I'll tell you why it's a big deal. Um, it's a big deal because plastics never really go away. You know, they don't biodegrade. Uh, they do, however, go through a process called photodegradation, which means that they are broken down by sunlight into smaller and smaller fragments that are called microplastics. Okay, well, why are microplastics such a big deal, right? Well, there are several reasons for that. Um, the first is that plastics contain some pretty nasty chemicals from the get-go. Uh, some of these chemicals have been proven to be endocrine disruptors. Uh, some are suspected to be carcinogenic. Um, and these chemicals have a tendency to leach out into the surrounding environment, meaning that they get into our soil, they get into our water. Um, if it's ingested, it gets into whatever organism ingested it. Uh, which leads us to the second reason why uh, plastics and microplastics are a real concern. Um, these little plastic fragments are a major issue for wildlife because they oftentimes eat it by mistake. And consumption of plastics by wildlife also causes concern for a few different reasons. Uh, one of the reasons is that these plastic fragments can't properly be digested. And this means that uh, blockages in the animal's stomach and intestines can um, form, and that can cause severe damage and oftentimes even lead to death. Uh, having a stomach full of plastic also causes uh, an animal to feel like it's full when it's not. You know, oh, I'm full, I don't need to eat anything. Um, and this results in uh, malnutrition and oftentimes starvation. Um, this issue has been well documented recently uh, with the albatross that nest at the Midway Atoll in uh, the middle of the Pacific Ocean. There have been some pretty alarming post-mortem photos that were taken of albatross chicks that just had stomachs that were chock full of plastic debris. 
Um, a study was launched, actually, and it concluded that by 2050, approximately 99% of all seabirds will have plastics in their stomach. Now, that's just over, like, a little over three decades from now. So that's absolutely horrifying. Um, and what makes matters even worse, <clears throat> in addition to already being chock full of nasty chemicals, is that plastics also have a tendency to collect persistent organic um, pollutants, or POPs, from the environment. And this ultimately results in tiny microplastic chemical and biological warfare. Uh, these microplastics aren't just for the birds, either. They're for the fish, too. And the problem there is that once uh, one fish has ingested these plastic-coated uh, or chemical-coated microplastics, it absorbs those chemicals into its system. And then a bigger fish comes along, and it eats that fish, and it absorbs those same chemicals. And this will repeat on and on up the food chain in a process called bioaccumulation. Uh, and these chemicals will even compound into higher and higher concentrations as it's passed up the food chain, and that process is called biomagnification. And where do you think all that ends? It ends right on our dinner plate. Um, if we eat seafood... You know, it's, it's right there. We're eating that. We're eating whatever all of the fish that we're eating has eaten, and we don't often think about that. Um, so what's the issue there? Well, these chemicals can potentially alter biological processes. Uh, some, such as the uh, endocrine disruptors, for example, can mess with the body's hormones. It can cause birth defects, uh, infertility, things like that. Um, for all we know, some of our most prevalent diseases and uh Things like that can be caused or exacerbated by some of these chemicals in these plastics. There's just really no way to know. Um, there isn't enough long-term research yet that has been done for us to really know the answer to that. But it's very possible. Um, but this wouldn't just be an issue for us humans. It would also cause issues with really any population of any species that consumes these chemicals. And this can lead to a plethora of possible problems down the road. Um, but what we've covered uh, so far with the chemicals that plastics contain and pick up along the way, now that we've covered that, we can discuss another issue that plastic pollution is causing. Um, you know, I know I mentioned in the intro episode that this problem with plastic pollution was one of the reasons that I got into the field of uh, environmental and marine science, and that was largely due to a documentary that I watched on YouTube. I know it sounds silly, but um, the, the documentary I watched was about the Great Pacific Garbage Patch. It's a three-part documentary called um, Garbage Island, an Ocean Full of Plastic. Uh, it was uploaded by Vice about five years ago, uh, and it followed a voyage led by uh, Captain Charles Moore into the North Pacific Gyre, a.k.a. the Great Pacific Garbage Patch, and it was absolutely just unbelievable. Um, I remember it just snapping everything into perspective for me. You know, I had always been interested in environmental science because I grew up around it. Um, both of my parents were geologists that worked in the environmental science field. Uh, so, you know, I grew up around it. But this documentary really highlighted an issue that, like, really bothered me. <laughs> the ocean is absolutely vital to life on Earth. I mean, it controls literally everything. You know, it controls the Earth's chemistry. It controls the climate, the weather. It produces half of the oxygen that we breathe. And that doesn't seem like something we would want to go and mess with, but yet we are. Uh, according to uh, the Garbage Island documentary, these plastics floating around and uh, uh, photodegrading in the ocean are actually beginning to change the chemistry of the seawater itself. Um, typically, a bad example of seawater uh, would contain about 
a, a six to one ratio of plastics to plankton. That's six to one. Six plastics to one plankton. Um, but the samples that Captain Moore and his crew have taken from the North Pacific Gyre look more like uh, 600 to one. Um, you know, so that's a little alarming. And he, he calls it a plastic soup, which I think could not describe it more accurately. Um, I'm going to actually just put the links for the documentary in the description for this episode. So if you want to check it out for yourself, you can. Uh, I highly recommend it. So now that we've talked about why plastics and plastic pollution are a concern, let's talk about what it is that we can do about it on an everyday level. You know, we live in a consumer-driven world, so that's a good place to start. Um, You know, just try to avoid single-use plastic. Try to avoid buying things um, such as, you know, uh, bottled water drinks. You know, bring your own instead. Bring your own bottle. Um, Don't use plastic bags. Bring your own bag. You know, things like that. Those are real simple things to do to help the problem. Um, Also avoid buying any, like, produce or other kinds of foods that have unnecessary plastic packaging. And uh, refuse plastic drinking straws whenever you are dining on the go. Um, Just things like that can really help. Um, It'll tell, you know, the whoever, the corporate people, it'll tell them that we don't want this crap. You know, we don't want it if it's wrapped in all this plastic. We don't want it if it's, you know, unnecessary. And maybe they'll start to see um, the problem there, and they'll start to do something about that on their end. Um, Also, uh, another way that you can help the issue is to pick up litter anytime you happen to come across it. Um, This doesn't have to be a daunting chore. You know, just make it a habit. Um, For example, like when we go to the beach, we take a, a litter bucket with us, and we collect any trash that we see, and we properly dispose of it. No big deal. We just take our bucket with us. Just like, we don't even think about it anymore. Um, these steps can make a huge difference. And uh, if enough people take those steps together, it, it can be absolutely a big game changer. So, until next time, guys, thanks for listening.